Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Mission Transition, powering BC's clean energy economy. I'm Susan Ellerington and in this episode we find out how buying an electric car led one man to completely rethink his bakery business and how he transformed it into a clean energy operation. Dave Grove bought the Royal Bay Bakery in Colwood near Victoria more than 22 years ago. The bakery was housed in a small strip mall on a corner near an elementary school. Over the next couple of decades, the bakery thrived under the care of Dave and his wife Gwen. But thanks to Dave, the story of this bakery is so much more than bread and donuts. I stopped by to visit Dave at the bakery last fall, and as you'll hear, he described his clean energy journey. As it turns out, though, Dave was ready for the next step in his personal journey as well, and he sold the bakery to retire not too long after our interview. I'm going to talk to the new owners a little later in the episode, but right now I want to take you to the parking lot of the bakery, where Dave and I are standing looking at the array of solar panels on his roof. About uh, six years ago, we uh, were able to put up some solar panels, uh, photovoltaic cells. We had six up, and then a year later, we were able to buy another 10. So they're hard to see from the road, but they're up there, and they're fixed at a fairly efficient angle and good enough to really work well and provide us with uh, up to a quarter of our use when the sun's full on. But overall, uh, throughout the year, it's probably about 5% of our total electrical use. However, it's a start. We can always add more. So six years ago, what did the landlord say when you said, we want to stick stuff on the roof? <laughs> well, I had him here for a meeting, and actually I had uh, the engineer who helped design the PV system for the roof with his binder and some photographs and drawings. And the landlord, uh, Norm, he, used to, he kept turning away and just talking to me, and he'd glance at the engineer with his drawings. <laughs> he'd sort of shake his head like he didn't really want to look at that. And uh, we had developed a great relationship over the years, so... Yeah, I guess he trusted me and he finally sort of threw up his arm and says, okay, well, you go ahead and do your thing, your electrical thing. <laughs> so we did that because it requires running a hole down through the roof to bring the trunk cable into the electrical panel. And then I put a car charger on the wall. And from there grew a larger car charger uh, box, some signage, and eventually a patio that ties into that end of the building. So how much did it cost you to get going with this then, to put the first array up there? Oh, well, uh, yeah, so, oh boy, it was done in a couple of stages, and I think the first a bit was a bit under $10,000, but uh, that was <clears throat> kind of um, a subsidized price by the people that did it for us, Home Energy Solutions. They uh, were interested in getting systems out and tying it together with the LEAF. I think that probably would have been more like 12 or 14 at the time. You can understand, though, these prices have dropped by probably half by now. So we also have a flat roof on an older building so they had to engineer a bit of a fancy system of support to anchor it in the high winds and so on which would make it more expensive than it would for a typical house. I understand right now if you have a home you can count on about three dollars per watt installed price for a good quality system. So David, there's there's a lot of people who might say that yes I can see that you'd put the solar on your own roof and invest in that but you went one step further with the car charger, and a lot of people would say, well, that, that's giving away electricity. Come on. What kind of business practice is that? Yeah, what, what made you decide to do that? The law right now in BC is such that you can't sell electricity. You can um, build, you know, so if, unless you're a utility, and uh, we have BC Hydro does that. So we have a net metering agreement with BC Hydro, 
and uh, we give away the electricity partially because we want to promote the use of electric vehicles. We're kind of proponents of that. The cost of the electricity per kilometer is so low that it doesn't really affect us that much. I suspect I only give away about $15 a month. Well, there's a lot of promotions you can do in a business that cost a lot more than that. <laughs> and yet it generates a really wonderful kind of um, goodwill toward the place. And a lot of people really enjoy the fact that we have it. So let's walk over to where the charger is. It's around the top side. So uh, you have one charger now. Does this make you think that it's time to put in more? Yeah, well, I'd love to have a two or three or eight. In fact, I'd love to put a PV roof over the whole parking lot. Uh, however, it's not my parking lot, and uh, I'm not sure the cost of that would be perhaps a bit exorbitant. So this one will suffice for now, and actually it doesn't get heavy use. How useful is it if you're popping in to get a loaf of bread? Well, typically the people that use this would be coming maybe for a sandwich and a coffee, maybe sitting for an hour or so, or they're in a bit of a pinch and they've got caught out this way, think, well, maybe I need a little bit more battery capacity to get home or, or whatever, so they'll plug in. We do have some local people that use it while they're dropping their kids at school, so it works out quite well. And then there's weekend visitors to local people, it might come in with an electric car late on a Friday or Saturday night and they plug in overnight. That happens. Is everybody who uses this a customer? No, 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 not necessarily. I, really, it's here. It's a free-for-all, actually, and uh, I'm not sure where that will head. I suppose if they're lined up all day, every day, I might find a way to charge, but uh, I don't have any plans for that. Well, let's head on inside, and you can tell me a little bit about uh, what you've been able to do inside the store. Yeah, you bet. You're listening to an interview with Royal Bay Bakery owner Dave Grove on Mission Transition. listening to Mission Transition, powering BC's clean energy economy. I'm speaking with Dave Grove about investing in clean energy at his bakery in Colwood near Victoria. Now, after he showed me his solar panels and charging station outside, we moved inside. So we're inside the store now. And um, what have you been able to do inside the store that meets with the, the your clean energy program? Okay, so from strictly energy use perspective. We did quite a bit um, four years ago, um, going on four years, we embarked on a large renovation. We decided we were going to be here for a while and we would uh, invest uh, some money. So we spent, well, onwards of $300,000. That included, though, some new equipment and the patio. Other than that, it was largely energy related. So we replaced the lights with LEDs. That was big. The whole window door system, that was put almost $20,000 to double glaze. It was a 70s built, poorly insulated, inexpensive building. So the windows were single glaze. So that was a huge difference. We put in awnings outside to isolate the heat to the outdoors. We put insulated the, the walls around, the block walls around a good part of the coffee shop. We put in new ceiling tiles. And then on the other side of those is a whole new level of insulation. We put in a new high-energy, uh, high-efficiency, excuse me, furnace. Uh, we upgraded the uh, air conditioning system, which is used occasionally for uh, dehumidifying the environment and keeping it cool in the summer. We also in, renovated, a, put in a kitchen worth, uh, with a fair amount of new equipment that was all rated for uh, good energy use, efficient energy use, and we did not put in a fryer 
so we don't need the extractor hood running all day long and we don't have a deep fat fryer which sits and runs all day long so we eliminate all that grease from the air and all that need for the chemical to clean it all so it's a steam oven we have a contained convection oven that has got its own catalytic converter so it has no need for an exhaust hood and we have um, a steam kettle for making soups and stews and butter tart fillings and jams and all sorts of ways things we can process from uh, locally grown fruits and so on. You have done a phenomenal amount here how do you decide what to do and I'm asking that because I think a lot of people are overwhelmed by yeah technology, by what's the most effective thing to do, if I put my money into something today, will it be gone tomorrow, is it a good investment? How did you go about that? I was able to buy the electric car. My mother passed away. She was a very, uh, very thrifty person and very aware of the environment, and I think she would have been thrilled, but left me a little bit of money, I was able to buy the car. To be honest, that's how it all started, because I've always wanted an electric car. Not quite sure why, but there it is. So that started it off because then I needed a charger and then that keyed everything. From there on it was simple. In fact, the hard part is deciding what not to do because you want to do everything. Then you start to study so you can get energy audits for your house or your business. They come by and they'll tell you where your money is most efficiently spent from the top down. We did that at our house renovation as well. And then you can start to apply your own common sense and hope that you make the right choices. So you've been here 22 years. Six years ago the solar panels went in. There's a before and after effect there that you can talk about. Tell me what it did for your business. I got this incredible wave of positive response from the public. People driving by and honking their horn and waving or uh, I had two young kids come up to the electric car, oh, is that that battery power car? Cool, I want one of those. And they take off on their skateboard. This will carry me for weeks, that kind of energy, that kind of response. It's almost like, um, it's as if I'm selling some kind of uh, ointment that you wipe, rub on your soul makes you feel better because people come in with these big smiles and they tell me how much they like what I'm doing and how it really may, gives them a good feeling, right? And I go, wow, that's cool. Like, what more do you want? Then these people spread the word, it seems, and the business just keeps picking up. Adding the patio sure helped, but at the same time, this marketing response has been huge, or if you want to call it marketing. It's like a, a tidal wave of good feeling, goodwill, and I think that's worth a lot. So you've put a lot of money in. How's business in terms of overall? Are you... Are you seen it the return yeah it's it's booming so it's done quite well anyway we get the little the schools nearby the kids come in and the kids get it all you have to do is show them what you do and they go yeah you got that electric car or yeah that's really cool all oh, that goes into your garden my mom compost or whatever right like they they right away they understand it it's the adults who i think i would guess somewhere around 35 40 years of age and up who need to know what the payback is they always ask me so what's the payback on that so I often will snark back, well, what's the payback on your new BMW, right? Like, we buy things all the time because we want them. So why do I suddenly have to have a payback because I bought electric? It's more enjoyable, the car, but also the atmosphere and the environment working in the bakery is cleaner. Uh, there's less dust, less humidity. It's more comfortable to work in. It's not as noisy, although I still get noisy moments with the equipment but it's a much, much more comfortable environment to work in. You're touching there on the connection between environmental health and, um, if you like, social issues. Uh, how workers 
work where they work, how that yeah. fits into their life. Uh, what can, kind of consideration have you given to that? Oh yeah, I think it's important. And when I started to, the, the longer I go on with this business, the more you see the interconnectedness of all the different elements. You know, we talk about the energy use, fine, or the sourcing local uh, products, uh, atmosphere that we work in, the stress that you work under, the relations with the customers, support for employees, flexibility of scheduling. There's so many different elements. It just goes on and on. There almost is no end. And in your experience, where could you have really used some help and what kind of help? If you say how much money you might want to spend, say, I don't know, $5,000 on some component, then it takes a bit of a leap of faith if you have a small business and a cash flow which is kind of giving you a living but you see around you a world where you can never make enough money to really feel like you've made it so my first step was kind of to become accept what I was making and think okay I'm gonna take this risk I'm tired of this old building I'm tired of these twelve hundred dollar a month utility bills it comes down to simply wanting to take that leap and if it means borrowing the money and doing it well we shut for seven weeks. It's an expensive proposition to renovate. We gutted the place and did a lot all at once. I think there's a point where you have to dive in. And once you go, then you can do many, many things that don't cost anything. Do you think you will ever be finished? And if so, when? <laughs> yeah, well, probably not, eh? How can you ever get to the bottom of energy conservation or, or, or efficient use? It's kind of got an interesting appeal that way because there's there is no end to it so you're always challenged I would actually love to be able to build my own building and do it from the ground up somehow there's some really new exciting building technologies coming along right now and it seems to me you should be able to build a bakery off the grid somehow <laughs> And we'll leave it there because I can see the light in your eye. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, Daydreaming. Thank you, so, thank you so, so much for this, Dave. Yeah, I really wow. appreciate your time. Say, my pleasure, absolutely. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Dave and his wife Gwen have now retired. They sold the bakery to Brad and Ashley Kiss. When I chatted with Brad, he told me of all the bakeries in the world, Royal Bay Bakery was the one that he wanted because of Dave's clean energy work. One of the main reasons was because of the, the clean energy from the solar panels, as well as the environmental uh, aspect of it, where David's implemented a lot of changes that uh, make the business a lot more green than most other places. Well, I think it's important for all of us to uh, do our share to make sure we're leaving the, the least amount of carbon footprint for our future, for the planet's future, for our kids' future, for their kids' future. I just think it's the way that the government should be going, actually, being a little bit more on the cleaner side. And I feel like it's getting better, but I think there's a lot of improvements that still could be made. Do you hold hope that um, businesses like yours will be the norm and, and it'll be a different world in that sense? Yeah, I would hope so. There's a lot of positive benefits for business owners to actually convert to do this. I mean, it's not only a financial benefit, um, but obviously, you know, <laughs> ethically, it's, it's the way to go. How do you feel that you might now build on Dave's legacy here? Uh, continue doing what we're doing right now. You're always thinking ahead, trying to figure out what else can be done as improvements, right? But Is there anything else that you would um, say to other business owners now that you're fully in and all in on uh, sustainable energy and clean energy? Ah, do your part and 
be be clean, be conscientious of what you're doing, making sure that the chemicals you're using are eco-friendly because everything's going back into the oceans these days. So just do your part. You can convert to an electric car because there are huge benefits for that. I've done that myself since taking over too. So I've taken to calling that the gateway drug, the electric car. It is definitely an addiction. <laughs> And I talk about it a lot with people nowadays. Um, people are always asking, what, what, kind of, what is that? And it's, I, I don't know, I find myself getting more and more passionate every time I talk about it. So it's definitely the way to go. That's Brad Kiss, new owner of Royal Bay Bakery. And that's it for this bonus episode of Mission Transition, powering BC's clean energy economy. We're a podcast miniseries produced by Sierra Club BC. If you'd like to hear more episodes, check out our website at sierraclub.bc.ca slash podcast or at your favourite podcast provider. Our thanks to the North Growth Foundation for their financial support of this podcast series. I'm Susan Elrington. Thank you for listening.